Welcome back to another Ascari cast. My name is Rod Van Blake, author of the Ancient Illumination series, The Ambani Chronicles. I am joined once again by Andrea Rose Washington. Hello. She is the author of Adalithia, Elendil, and Almond Tree's Magic. And also, we have with us Jordan Pinnell Jackson. Hey, everybody. He's a graphic artist and illustrator. Um, he's the creator of the Eve of Insurrection comics. We're working on issue number two right now and once again we are gathered here today to discuss Vox Machina episodes seven and eight um, still enjoying it uh, this was one of the funnier episodes to me mm-hmm. uh, episode seven <laughs> uh, spoiler alert for those of you who aren't on Amazon Prime watching the animated show Vox Machina from Critical Role Basically, they made up their own uh, Dungeons and Dragons characters and through voice acting, uh, acting out their roles. And now it's become an animated show on Amazon Prime. We should all be so lucky. Um, yes. <laughs> to make the millions they did on Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this episode, I think it's called Scanbo, episode seven, where they're going to try and um, infiltrate the castle in Whitestone and they need to create a distraction and once again we kind of have Scanlan coming up seemingly with one of his harebrained ideas so he can solo go in himself and distract and set some house on fire. It was pretty funny to me. Um, this is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, this was pretty was funny fun. with him and the rest of the crew is kind of just waiting in the background with the resistance for the distraction to go along. Of course, they don't believe in him. Uh, I think Vex in particular is not trying to hear his plan at all. What do you guys think? I, I, I agree with you. This was a great episode. Um, it was really funny. Um, it was nice to see Scanlan uh, be himself, but also be like the hero of the episode. Because mm-hmm. um, like we see him... Like we see him um, be so be himself, but also still get to be the hero. And I feel like a lot of times when someone who's always like the co- comedic relief ends up saving the day, is like he has to change his personality a bit to do it. And he did everything that he needed to do, and still was a hundred percent cracking me up while he was doing it. So um, I definitely, I definitely love this episode. Yeah. So yeah, similar to Andre, I guess it's all praise from me. It's all praise. Um, like I said, I, I enjoyed Scanlan's journey. They gave us gave us a nice little roller coaster. His kind of him. Go- well, I actually I just want to get into how he got in um, and the awkwardness of him mm. getting into there. It <laughs> <laughs> who he ran into on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> His name yeah, was hilarious. I, thought, I was I like, we yo. I'm like, yo, come on, man. Come on, man. This is. <laughs> then he gets up and, she... and, and oh. he's still mid, yeah. mid drop. I'm like, bro, oh. like, he's shit, shit, shit. <laughs> yeah, and he kept saying yeah, it. Shit, shit, shit. That was what, funny. Once that again, was... and I, I don't forget who I was talking to about this 
earlier and they were acting like the warning wasn't necessary for for parents and they were seeing some reviews mm. on Amazon about it and I was like it's it it is warranted I think because if you just look at the art you would think this is just a Saturday morning cartoon before you get into any of the story details of this show so I think it is warranted for you to tell parents hey look this show is definitely not for children i.e. language not. the not. Uh, sexual content the innuendo that they get into it's it's not for kids but, but just looking at the visuals at first on face value of it I could see how a little kid would might want to watch it and so it is like necessary you say little kid but like I thought the same thing yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but no, I 100% agree with you. It on the surface, it does look like it's some just something funny, and it's not. It's not because I I, yeah. I was wrong. I was so wrong. Especially <laughs> when Scanlon comes in. When Scanlon comes in, he starts talking real crazy and doing crazy stuff. And yeah, you get my boy, the the general dude with the armored gauntlets on his arms in the bathroom as he sneaks <laughs> into the window. And I think didn't he didn't he roll in? He like falls yes. and rolls, puts his hand on dude's knee and he realizes. <laughs> yeah, he slapped the blue knee. I was like, yeah, slapped his blue knee. I'm like, yo, yo. I was like, what is going I'm, on? So yeah, I'm, he has a, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Finish it. Finish your thought. I would just crack that. That was a, one of the moments where I like bust up laughing as soon as he came in. I seen dude sitting on the toilet. I'm like, oh man, where is this gonna go? And then. In the back of my mind, even though it's a cartoon, I was like, dude just jumped up mighty quick. Like, he didn't wipe. He just, <laughs> he just got up and like, hey, it's, hey, it's somebody super in nasty. here. Yeah. And then Scanlon has to do all his little tricks. Meanwhile, we do see, uh, we don't get the conclusion, I think, until the next episode. With yeah. Pike, but we do see Pike with the, I guess, the sisters of her order trying to peel back the veil on what's going on with this darkness that's that severed her connection to the light, to the Everlight or whatever she calls it. Um, mm-hmm. So that was interesting to see. Um, I like that in uh, still episode 7 that they, when Scanlon was running through the house, um, when he ran to the guards, they were playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought that was so cute because this is a Dungeons and Dragons show. I was like, oh, that's a nice little cute way to sneak it in. Um, I have to say also how Vex and Vax both protect different members of their team. Yeah. Um, because when I was, I, I don't know why I can never get the guy and the girl like straight. Vex, Vex um, is the, the girl and Vax, I believe, is the guy. And so when Vax is basically yelling at Percy for uh, pointing the gun at him, uh-huh. um, he's like, if you ever do this again, I'm going to kill you. But Vax is like, okay, Percy, calmly explain what happened, what's going on. And then when she's yelling at Keyleth, Vex comes and is like, hey, yo, chill. Don't talk to her that way. And it's like yeah. how they both protect, how they both go to 100 when they're angry at someone else, but how like, they'll protect. Like, they don't stand up for each other, but they'll stand up for other people in this episode. That's how it was interesting. They were standing up. Like, they're, they're twins. You would think they would agree with each other. And he's like, I'll kill you. And she's like, Percy, can you just tell us what's going on? Be honest with us. And she's like, what is wrong with you, Keila? Why would you ever put the sun inside? Like, why would you do this? And uh, Vex is like, chill, sis. Like, leave her alone. I just might thought be, it was... 
Yeah, it might be That's opposite kind of love interest that they're they're going to bat for and not mm-hmm. really wanting to come out and saying it, but that's why they're always defending mm-hmm. their targets to each other, basically. Um, but yeah, also, it was an interesting episode. Go ahead. Also, so we also learned more about Percy's, uh, like how he has the gun um, in this episode, right? Yeah, I think we learned more about it when they ask him in depth the next episode. After, oh, was that eight? Oh, sorry. I think so. Okay. But we do see, we do see, I think, is this the one with the, the childhood flashback where we see yeah. Percy and his mm-hmm. sister getting, because they introduce, what's his name, uh, Professor Anders, Anders. to uh-huh. him, uh, and to us, to the audience, as he was a dude that was just teaching them, and apparently he was trying to get the, the parents to go in on some type of investment. And they wasn't trying to hear his ass hey, at all. Get that out of here. Look, 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 you just sitting here teach these kids and mind your business. Don't worry about this. <laughs> <laughs> and what I think Pop said something like, don't worry about stuff outside of your purview. Now get mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, so he was hot. Obviously, he was going to be a boon. He becomes an interesting character in the next episode. But we get introduced to him as just this scorned teacher, wannabe business person in, in the little kingdom. And he was like, if you just teach my kids and shut your mouth about anything else. <laughs> shut up and dribble. That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to see a little bit of this the the little sister-brother relationship. She's like throwing spitballs at him and stuff and not paying attention yeah. to class. He's Mr. Studious, knows all the vernacular vocabulary that the dude's trying to teach. And he doesn't seem to recognize, but he doesn't seem to give him his props on that. I mean, he does say that the kid is correct, but other than that, he doesn't find much worth in it because I guess, because he even says, you know, pray reality doesn't come knocking, basically. Like, you, you're spoiled whelps mm. that get everything handed to you. What do you know of what's going yeah. on, basically? What do you know of the real world? You wouldn't know how to do anything. Um, I would say I honestly would have fired that dude. He just gave off creepy vibes. Like, yeah, you're yeah, a teacher, was. but like, you don't give off vibes that you are loyal to us. Yeah. Like, he did not give up vibes that he cared about those kids. Um, he was literally there for a job, and I feel like if you're in that position where you are, you need the people to be loyal to you because you need them to trust you, that mm-hmm. you wouldn't surround yourself with people who so easily turn on you like and Percy does admit that like his family wasn't they may not have been like the super nicest and stuff but they were still like his family um but the Rolos they needed to better they better they need to better surround themselves with uh more loyal people because yeah. just that first look at the uh, professor the way that he was talking to the students the way that he spoke to the role the, the parents um before they the father shut him down would have been like yeah you're fired like yeah. you knew we were gonna kill me in your sleep if you get a chance like you do not <laughs> this isn't like a little hey okay your son's having a little bit of an issue learning and the parent not wanting to believe it like he's trying to speak really highly above his station and then like he's losing his the way he talks to your kids no 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 Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, he was going to be an issue. Um, and yeah, and we've, we've discussed some things off camera, but I know before you were saying, Andre, that you don't trust the sister. Cause she's oh, been God, there. no. no I, don't been... trust her. I don't trust her. She's a weapon. She's going to be foiled or something. This might be for more from episode eight, but I don't trust her more after seeing what, professor, what the professor can do. 
Like I don't like how he, I don't trust her even more. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's not even like a chance of uh, willingness. It, like it, it's more of a let me, let me rephrase that. It's more of fifty percent she willingly like has Stockholm, and like fifty percent whatever the professor did to her. So it's like how much of it was her own willing choice, and how much of whatever's going on is like Professor Andrews' influence. Um, still don't trust her 100%, still don't trust her. It's just made up 50% of, of two different things now. <laughs> Not to she mention, we've seen her. We've also seen her in um, in the presence of Delilah Briarwood, mm-hmm. too, alone yeah. and seemingly unrestrained. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not like they got you locked up in some dungeon somewhere like they had old boy, you know, his childhood Virtual, yeah. friend. She's seems to have the run of the castle, just they're keeping an eye on her, but it's not like like she she doesn't seem as much of a prisoner as other characters that we've seen. She's not locked up in the dungeons with everybody else. She definitely um are we gonna talk about what happened at the end of episode seven right now or should we wait till that? I feel like we're getting um, we're getting there. You can, okay. Yeah, we're getting there. So like, basically that last scene of what happened in episode seven, they wouldn't it would it does not make sense as a villain to get rid of your prized possession that easily. Uh-huh, and yeah. so I was like, this is all a front. I don't know what's going on. But from the moment, like the moment he slit her throat was the moment uh-huh. I was like, I really don't trust this chick now because I, it just, it doesn't, they're too smart to get rid of their chess piece this early. You think also, did you, did any of y'all like feel funny when like they kind of, was it Percy that kind of bust into the room first? And then he sees Professor Anders and what's his Cassandra mm-hmm. um, fighting, and I feel like I kind of imagine like they they were like we're gonna wait for him to pop into the door, and then we're gonna start fighting to make it look like we're really <laughs> He's fighting. So much bigger than her. <laughs> like it just it just looked like a setup, and then I was like, oh no, y'all really gonna do this? Okay, slit her throat. Okay, let's. I was kind of mad at Perch for freezing as much as he did. <laughs> he's supposed to be the spirit of vengeance. Are you freezing, boy? Yeah, when he bust in, yeah. I was like, oh, it's go time. And he's like stopping and stuff. I'm like, what? You already knew she was there. Because, like, he froze like he didn't know she was alive. Yeah, but we, they've had what, conversations. They, they, yeah, and he, they had con- Okay, I was like. They had conversations. He was told last episode, in episode six, at the end, that Cassandra was alive. And this whole plot was to like the whole reason Scanlan went to the Duke was to draw fire so that way they could go into the house and save Cassandra so like he knew she was alive. He hadn't seen her and he hadn't seen her face. Yeah but the thing like it's different it's different but you okay could you imagine him freezing up was the perfect chance for them to kill him because he froze. I agree it didn't allow him to be human though allow him to be human He's like, no, no. He's like, no. He's half half cursed. That's what I'm saying. Like, as soon as he came in, you got the smoking name on the side of your gun. It's go time. Ain't no, ain't no, like, just stop shooting. And then, and then Cassandra would have been shot. (laughs) He would actually shot Cassandra. This would have been what's his face all over again. I. I like I hate to have to say this, like, but I also don't, but I do. He needs to kill his sister. Like he needs to do it because, yeah. because if he doesn't, 
gotta argue to get this get this one. Continue, Andrea. I agree. There is no there's no good argument for this. Like what I'm about to say, it, it's literally because I'm dead inside. But like, <laughs> look, straight up. I okay, I'll say this. I'm a realist. You have Stockholm syndrome, like with the people who have kept you. You're going to be a liability. I love you, I really do, but you're going to try and kill me. And when it comes down to it, I choose my life over yours. So I think to prevent any of his friends from being hurt, because as we can see what Professor Anders can do, and who knows what other powers this group has, his sister's a liability. Yeah. And I don't trust her, and I don't trust it's 100% against her will. Yeah. So. so yeah, he, and that's at the end of the episode, kind of where he busts in and, and catches. We don't get the conclusion to that till the next episode, right? Mm hmm. Like, episode eight. Episode eight. Never, so yeah, yeah, they really left us on a cliffhanger. See, they split. They that split was that smart. Yeah, that was smart. Most, this was mostly the beginning where Scanlan, you know, gives his plan and everybody's doubting it, and then he goes does in and does, does his thing. Runs. Was he vomiting fire? Can we? So yeah, when he drank he that potion, picking, like I got this sense that he was like throwing up fire, and I love that. Yeah, oh, this was random. <laughs> oh, convenient. Yeah, that was funny with the different potions he's got. He has no clue what any of them does, but he's just gonna take them anyway. Oh, let's take this. Uh -huh. one. Mm -hmm. Like the teleportation smoke, smoke one. Then he had the the Ant Man type one. Yeah. And it's very, it goes to show that he's a really powerful member of that team. Like he, he held at one own. point he sung, like he sung a spell and then that's when he turned into that big old thing and like started like running throughout the house. Um, so like he's a really powerful member of the team who uses comedic relief versus his own, I guess, strength to get through and get out of fights. Because we see him trying to get out of fights and stuff by laughing, making jokes, um, singing, but this time, like, he really did take on an entire house by himself and basically won. <laughs> He's a little powerful little member. Yeah. No, so no, no one's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't even get naked this time. Not that he didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that was super weird. I think that was in the next episode, though, after he got out. Oh yes, that was at the end of eight. That was at the end of eight. Yes, sorry, you're right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a, he's quite he's he's a very open-minded. He's a charmer. Like he said the first episode he wants to sleep with every person in the realm. Not <laughs> he did not just say women. He said he wants to sleep with. He every said every person. person. <laughs> yeah, that was tripping me out when my boy was where was he in the room by himself when he was uh, digging through his little tool bag to find stuff and then pulls out like some Benoit beads or something. He's like, uh, not the time for this. And he chucks it like nothing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this fool is dumb. He's a super character. He's adorable though. And I will fight for him. I will not die for him. Yeah. He, he's not the character I'll die for, but I you will can die, die for Percy. No, um, yeah, you are. You can I die would. for Percy. So I, would for him. <laughs> <laughs> I literally saw that coming. I was like, Percy, I know she would. Know not she would. willingly. Like, I wouldn't be like, what does that mean? What do you mean? It means it'll be like, it wouldn't be a conscious choice. So like, if I know that there's I a chance that, that I can survive this and he can survive this, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like sacrifice myself. But I know if one of us has to die, 
and like you're in the heat of the moment and like it's either me or him and I know he has a better chance of ending everything and if I live I can't do crap like I'm still gonna die then I would like take one for the team Andre you're so sacrificed Interesting. at the end of the day <laughs> yes but there's a difference between sacrificing myself when I didn't need to just so he could survive because he's about to be injured like if he's gonna die and I would live if he died I'm not gonna die for him but if like if like okay, basically say if he was going to die but like if him dying still saved the world and if i died it saved the world i'm gonna let him die your spirit because I, i'm not gonna matter. die your spirit at this point it doesn't matter you're already in spirit world your sacrifice is already saying, been made. if it was like a big bad it was like the final boss and i was like look i can't take him on my own but one of us needs to die as like, a, like we need someone needs okay. to distract him so the other person can like beat, defeat him and i know i'm not the one who's going to defeat him then i would take like one for the team because i know either way if he dies then i die but it has to make sense for my death to happen like i'm not just gonna be like i'm gonna give my life for you no i am not dying for you unless it's going to save the world <laughs> yeah i know percy seems to be so wishy-washy um, he's, he's ride or die one moment ready to just kill anybody when he gets his when his eyes go crazy he's not stopping and then and then we get that moment where he just freezes when he sees his sister and and Professor Anders in the room, like, this is what you came here to do. She's right there. He's right there. Pull the trigger. That's all you gotta do. Just pull the trigger. He wants to. He just wants to. He wants to give him a chance to have his little speech. I'm like, come on, man, do, do your thing. So I don't know what to do about Percy because the same way, like when he was acting in the courtyard, um, when they were with the, they're supposed to be the protectors of the realm. I forget what the ruler's name is that comes in when they start attacking the Briarwoods in the courtyard. And they try to arrest him a few episodes ago. Oh, the black like, he was, Yeah, yeah. He was ready yeah. to go all out there. And they, they were, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> he, was in, he was in hold me back mode, you know. Everybody oh, was saying why he was so heated, didn't know the connection. <laughs> and now we've got all those strings. I'm still surprised they didn't, um, in this episode, they didn't cut down the people that were made to look like Oh, people. yeah. He walks by slow again, looks up at the tree, sees the bodies hanging up there. And I thought at that moment, look, there's no secret that y'all are here now. They're just going to cut these people down and move on. She just looks up, gives a slow, long, mournful look at the bodies, and they all just, and the rest of the group just, they, they already gone to where they're going. They, they kept mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Oh, and the Duke even makes reference to the fact that, like, he killed a little girl and strung her up. You don't think I could, like, when he was fighting Scanlan, mm-hmm. like, he made a reference to the little girl in the tree. So... I, I got. Any, I would have to go back and listen to get what his exact words were, but I caught that. Like he did make a reference to about like, do you think um, I won't kill you or something like that? I killed a little girl strung up under the tree. So I think like, yeah, he made a reference to yeah. to those people hanging in the tree. Good action in this episode. Um, good comedic stuff again from Scanlan and a couple of the other characters, uh, and then. I guess we'll take a quick break and get into episode eight because it goes down in episode eight because they actually get a conclusion. Mm-hmm. But the fight was already concluded with Scanlan at this point, right? After end episode, is it, or is that still in episode eight? That's and what then, I was going to ask. Did that did that fight spill over? Into so eight? we don't really see that fight in. So we don't really see anything in eight though because seven it was he was he needed to make a big enough spectacle that it pulled everyone from the professor's house to the duke's house and so like he did that at like seven so at the end of seven 
they're good to go into the professor's house. And so Scanlan's basically running away from the dude's okay. house now. So he's already had the rooftop fight. Yeah, the rooftop. Yeah, with, that's with what the I general was... dude. He's uh, clashing swords with the middle giant middle purple. Middle yeah, we, yeah we, didn't, we didn't talk about that. We aren't going to talk about that. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, that boy was with these manif- That was great. And that was great. We've seen a few times now. I thought previously that Scanlan needed his loot in order to do the projections, but he's been projecting this giant hand without the loot now for yeah. a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. So it's something innate within him and not just the the loot that's a slash weapon. Oh, and then we didn't talk about um, Pike. Wasn't that at the end of this episode? Wasn't Pike at the end of this one? About her being- in, they, they show her in this one where she's going under and the sisters are trying to help her break through. We don't get the conclusion to that till no, eight, yeah. the next right, episode. Yeah. yeah. But we do see her with the sisters and her, you know, asking questions and then they're gathering around her in a circle in that little temple and she's laying down, she goes under and they do whatever it is that they're praying or whatever the words they're saying over her and she goes into this other like dark realm where she's covered in clouds and shadows and darkness, but there's like a semblance of light at the end of the horizon and wherever she's at dimension she's in where she can see the light, but she can't still communicate with it and she's trying to break through. We do see that and I think she they bring her back after she starts screaming and yeah, all these like black tendrils kind of pull her into the water yeah, and mm-hmm. she's like you know what we'll give you some rest and we'll come back and try it again later and she's like no no we'll try this now mm-hmm. and then she's like well if y'all ain't gonna help me I'll do it myself and then <laughs> the, the the leader sisters like alright and they bounce and she goes under again so she's going through it on her own with this conflict between her and the Everlight. And I think she is confused about where the blockage is coming from and with whom the actual conflict, which we find out next episode, is not between her and the Everlight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't get that conclusion until the next episode. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will start to discuss the next episode, episode eight. Uh, titled Silver Tongue. Talk to you in a minute. And welcome back to the second half of the Ascari cast. My name is Rod Van Blake, and I'm joined once again by Jordan Pinnell Jackson. Hey. And Andrea Rose Washington. Hello. And we're continuing our discussion of Vox Machina. We're going to move on now to episode eight, um, titled Silver Tongue, as we get to find out what the heck is up with Professor Anders. Um, who has his has Percy's sister at the end where Percy busts in with his gun to the office, the top of the building, and he, he should have gotten to his sister. And uh, I thought it was kind of weird, and then I got it when because they kept having homeboy lick his lips like repeatedly, like that was <laughs> that was such a Bro, weird thing. Why are you licking your lips, weirdo? I'm like, what is this dude doing? Then I did notice that his tongue was in fact silver. I didn't notice until the end, until the light yeah, went into the scene. I was like, wait, what? 
Yeah, so we get Professor Anders got the silver tongue. Uh, he's, you know, they give him his his bad guy moment where he can say his little soliloquy and speech and monologue. Yep. He's just talking trash and letting Percy know how worthless him and his family was, basically. And how the new, like the new masters then let me, you know, they have my trust and they let me do what I want and they see my potential. Did you and, say uh, master? Yeah, I did say it. Was, you know, we got, I'm going to oversee. I'm going to get out of the field. Yeah, yeah we're going to do. I get to do what I want now. And uh, Homeboy has uh, this magical power that we didn't know. I don't know if he's using. I don't know what those green gem things were supposed to be like a high value commodity that, that Whitestone has. Yeah. The ones and that like, he you touch them, them to, and they glow. Yeah, they and he wanted them to like mine it. Uh, to, to get more of it and mm-hmm. Percy's parents were not for it and I guess now this group is for it which yeah. again is probably a red flag as to why you shouldn't trust them because <laughs> of the people <laughs> who doesn't want to be who doesn't want more money there's probably a reason why the Rolo family was like look we're not minding more than what we did at the time and yeah. probably listen to them yeah he, he blessed in there we get the conclusion of that and find out that homeboy uh, has some powers because they go into the next little looks like a almost like a small museum room and then yep. he, he brings the suits of armor to life Which and the super, nice. suits of armor start whooping ass and fighting the whole crew and there's nothing they can really do at first they're just they're, they seem almost impregnable though. they can't damage them in any way uh, so it's wasting time and diverting their attention away from dude who's now just orchestrating everything and talking talking smack the whole time. What do you guys think? This episode was not as funny, in my opinion, as Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. For this episode, it seemed like it went by like really quick. A lot faster than uh, episode Seven. Um, there were that whole, the fight scene was great. Um, I did love the fight scene. I love that Percy. I love to see Percy lose it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it was nice to see that Keyleth is getting more and more, um, more and more sure of herself because, like, the mm-hmm. moment the, the throat was lit, she ran to her like, "I need, I need one A B C D. I need all of this to heal." Vax um, was with her, right? Helping her. Yeah. Is that Vax will help. Yep, yeah, Vax yes. helping her, of course. Vax, because Vax is Vax. a boy, right? Okay. Vax, yes, is a boy. Wait, Vax with the E or A? A. Oh. I-, I was right. <laughs> I was right. Oh. I don't know why I cannot Vax. get their name. Yeah, I think Vax was once with you her. learn something wrong, it's hard to get your brain to rewire it. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, it was nice to see her being more sure of herself. Um. So yeah, this episode was. I think more, it was cool, not think. It was a lot more emotional than episode seven. Um, still, I should have said that she should have let Cassandra die. I'm sorry, I'm dead inside. She should have let Cassandra die. Oh, I can't. It was funny though when Cassandra was brought back to life and they were like, ah, ha! That was was funny. It was. But she should have let the girl die. Her hair wasn't completely white. That's why I don't trust her. She, oh my god, Andre! Streak. Oh my! She god. only got the stress streak. She didn't get the whole full head of white hair like. I mean, uh, they did not person. terrorize this chick enough. No. Meaning okay. she's probably is on their side. Quote mm. me. 
by saying because Sasha I believe is going she's to on the side. I believe she's on her side. I, I believe she will do it. I have a feeling it has to happen Which for, is the, for the sake of conflict. Yeah, and then we I find out that Professor Anders' talents don't. They're not limited to just these uh, knighted uh, suits of armor. Object. There, he actually takes over Vox Machina crew. He got himself. Grog first. He got Grog yeah. first. Let's talk about that. He got Grog. I thought when he did Grog, I was like, so, like, I don't know. I would assume he's the 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 brute, the dumb one of the group. So I was like, is he like, can he take control of everybody? Like, is there a limit? And they're fighting him, and I'm like, yeah. oh goodness, it's a good fight scene. I hope y'all don't die. I hope no one dies. Jesus, that would suck. We had to kill Grog or whatever. And then when anybody else get annoyed with Keyleth? What transforming? Didn't wasn't she transforming into like a into, tiger? Why don't, and why don't she change else? into the big stuff like sooner? Like <laughs> you run around as a squirrel, you wait till something drastic happens to turn into like a tiger or. A, <laughs> A bear, something big. You know what I mean? She always saves that for like something for crazy to people. happen. I'm like, you got, you got to. You, you can't just be a big bear all the time. You got to be a squirrel sometimes. You know, got to just get in, get in, get out. Be tiny, be discreet. <laughs> just but yes, I agree. Bear. Sometimes she annoys me. It's like the in a sense that she still has, even though they have literally seen zombies. Like, honey, let yeah. that ish go. Like, Vex had a true reason to be upset with you because you tried to create the sun underground. So, like, they had a true reason to be upset with you. Yeah, they didn't um, want to start a fire and let everybody know where they were at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is... That, that was the point I wanted to make as well from episode seven that I forgot to. Okay. Um, during that time where Percy's explaining how he got the whole the idea for the gun that he came, mm-hmm. came from him like living in the gutter and he was just so angry there was something that he was about to say and it got cut off because Keyleth was healing the sentry and that's when the fire started oh yeah like if yeah. you go back there was like he was explaining yeah. like how it all works and then we don't get the resolution to that and that's no he glosses a bunch of stuff over yeah, he but lying. he was he going holds to explain up, something, and then it was with the whole Keyleth fire sun underground, and that like changed that stopped the whole conversation and made people forget about it because Vex did like sort of guilt him into telling some stuff. Yeah, he skipped so, a lot. Yeah, there's no way you're not telling me you just fell in the water after getting chased around, and you just started having dreams, and that's how you. Yeah, the, dream, the dreams like, manifest oh. the demons. You you not yeah you not telling us where this other power is coming from man it just wasn't dreams yeah yeah and you're right I think there is a, he was about to say something gets cut off and mm-hmm. he doesn't fully explain we don't get the conclusion to that uh, at least we don't get the nitty gritty down real reason mm-hmm. of what's up with the guns he simplifies a lot and glosses over and skips a whole bunch of information that he doesn't give to the team which they'll probably get it later I guess. And I feel like, because as always, he wanted to seem aloof to them and everything. But I feel like this team is really starting to see a side of him that they truly don't know. Like, everything before this was always fun games. Let's do this quest to get more money. And, like, they, no one has that darkness inside of him. And they're now seeing, oh, crap, this dude could be a villain. Like, <laughs> um... And I, don't, and I don't think he wants them to see him that way, even though it keeps coming out. He's like, oh, the pepper box has 
so much smoke in it. No, dude, that came from your eyes. Like, <laughs> that black smoke came from your eyes. Explain that to me now. And he got very lucky that Keyleth almost started the fire with the sun underground, because that's what smart people do. Yeah, because I think during the, <laughs> the, the, the conclusion to the Professor Anders fight, um, Keyleth is the one that remarks so much smoke or something like that because he's got the mask on, oh, he's yeah. got the gun in his mouth, and then from behind you see all these crazy wisps of smoke coming from Percy, and I think Keyleth is the one that she's on her knees and looks up and she's like, so much smoke or something like that and then he shoots old boy's face off, like it blows the back of his head out, he, I'm like, mm. let, Let's talk about he, at, well, let's get to when he mind controls all of them yeah, yeah that was crazy. Percy and then gunshot past all of them. Deflection. Oh, my boy with the trick shot? Robbed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trick shot. <laughs> trick shot. <laughs> Deflects off. Swoop through the mouth. Also severing the tongue perfectly. Yeah. I was like, let's go. Very dead shot. I liked it. Nice I try. It. What? <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect. I was like, yes, got him. Then it, then the tongue, and, is an, um, and now the tongue, the silver tongue is now inanimate. I'm like, wait, huh? it has. I mean, it's its own sentient being. Apparently, it's just moving by itself. And I'm like, is it gonna go find yeah. a new host? Kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. Yeah, kill it, kill it. it. I was like, ooh, this is interesting. Yeah, that on. was that was a weird <laughs> part when the sun started going off on its own, and then we finally get to see uh, the conclusion to Bi- Pike mm-hmm. and. We see her real conflict is not with the Everlight, but with herself. herself. So this is kind of weird. Herself. Yeah, herself. She. That's the one. It was kind of a bunch of double talk, I think, from the Everlight. Like, you can be who you want to be. You. Can, it was kind of weird, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. The, the one that you're lying to. You're not lying to me. You're lying to yourself. So then she gives her, like, visions of two separate possibilities. So is she going to be the holy person or is she just going to be the person that's true to her friends and her like newly formed family and and use their passion I guess to be her spiritual guidance rather than a religious one so she can Mm -hmm. still touch so it's kind of weird that that was there was a lot of compromise within that like you can go just be you and be you with them and you'll have that connection back is what it made it seem I thought that was adorable (laughs) I thought it was beautiful and cute that like that's her truth that she has to follow. Like that's what I was. That was kind of nice for me. I like that. Like she doesn't have to follow like these specific creeds, and you just have to be true to yourself and be passionate. That was adorable. I love the underlying message. There. I I did like that message um, because Pike. Because I guess that was definitely talking to some people. I will say that in the real world, um, but like people think they have to be one or the other. Um, like you can't be a part of the Everlight and still go out and have fun with your friends. Like, she thought that she was being bad by... I mean, granted, yes, some of the things that y'all were doing, probably not the best things in the world. Um, But she thought it had to be one or the other. So I guess it was either pick a side. Like, okay, either you accept yourself as who you are Uh and you can have the Everlight or you remove yourself from that and you just stay here and you become like that super holy person. I wonder how that's going to work with her powers that she draws from the Everlight and how that's going to affect her utility within the group, though. I wonder if that changes it all. So I mean, if I, you're being I, honest, I, it's not going to change anything. 
I think if she accepts it, it won't change anything. Because right now, I think the division is coming from the fact that she doesn't feel like even because even back in episode I think one or two when they first went after no yeah episode one when um that that family asked her to bless their house and like she has no problem using her powers to like heal her friends and fight and everything but to use them for like the religious reasons of blessing her house she was like oh sure um so it's like how she has to find that part of her where both worlds can intersect if she can go out and hang out and have fun with her friends, but also still be a holy person and live by the creed. There is no, like the person said, or like the Everlight said, there's no, like you're not, I, I didn't judge you. You're judging yourself. So cut mm. it out, accept mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Facts. And you'll be able to have your power and like um, be with your friends. But it's like, you have to come to the acceptance. She has to come to the acceptance of that she can have both. Because what uh-huh. we see with everyone else who uses Everlight, they don't have both. Yeah. This, like, they're all super holy people. But they've probably also just accepted that. Like, that's that's also who they want yeah. to be. So it's easy for them to just be like, all right, I'm holy. I am I'm detached from these other human elements. So, yes, I can. You know what I'm saying? That's, that, that's always her examples. That's probably right. why she felt Exactly. Bad. She's so, never seen anybody yeah. who's like... Who's who's done own holy things and still use the lights? So she's kind of now that new example, and that's that's really cool to see. That's like saying like just because like you go to let's like chastising someone who uh, doesn't go to church all the time and saying they're not holy enough, but they have a different experience and walk with God. So that's you can't judge them for that. So that's how I look at Pike. Like this is her yeah. path, and if she's doing what she needs to be doing for her, or she's just being honest with herself. She can still tap into her power. And using it for good, though. Using the power. Of course, using it for good. Using it to protect others. Yeah. She didn't have a problem. So we got to see that kind of conclude. We just don't see the results of the conclusion yet until. I think we won't see that until she's reunited with the group. I wonder how that's going to happen, though. I I wonder how she's going to get reunited. Yeah. What's your question, George? So do you notice after the scene, uh, Scanlon is like walking through the streets and they're show they keep showing the moon and they keep showing this other celestial body in the sky and did anybody like pay attention to that like i feel like that had significance i i remember the when keila did whatever the heck she says i've always wanted to do this and she does some little magic things the crowd swirls and all of a sudden there's clarity you can see i guess they were some some cloud cover was covering that's what it was from shining and, and she put the rollo symbol yeah, okay, it, parts, gotcha. it parts ways, and now you can clearly see the moon, which is upsetting to uh, Delilah Briarwood, obviously, because she no, goes no, out. That was the, she in in the clouds, it was the family symbol. It was Percy's okay. family symbol. That's what I was in the clouds. Okay. I had to look at it like four times. So I was like, what? <laughs> but I remember that from, he has that drawn on one of his clothing. Okay. Yeah. It's, the, it's the resistance symbol, but it's the Rolos family nice. symbol. So I was just like, what is that? Yeah. So yeah, she does her bat signal thing basically with the Rolo family crest in the oh. sky, and then Delilah knows that something's up. We know we got Cassandra's don't trust her. free with uh, Vox Machina running around now. So I guess they don't have their trophy to to lord over the rest of the citizens um, at Whitestone. And we, like I said, we got the connect the reconnection of Pike to the Everlight. We're gonna see how that plays out when she meets back. We get the conclusion to 
Um, Scanlon's fighting there. Like you said, he's now running through the streets all carefree. And I was like, I, I pulled it off. I done my thing. Now he <laughs> sees what he thinks is two dudes, I guess. Having fun in the alley. He, he has no shame in his game whatsoever. He, he walks up, puts his hand, little mm-hmm. hands on his hips, like, hey, y'all got room for one more? More? Like, this like, my boy is a fool. He just, he just <laughs> don't give a damn. He just walks right up on the street, like, he truly sees everyone as equal because he will give it equally to everyone. <laughs> and then the reveal. Yeah, then he's, he, he, he steps a little closer and finds out, no, these are like some demonic zombies biting on Homeboy in the corner. He takes off running after he turns and sees a horde of zombies. This is how the episode ends, episode mm-hmm. eight, because then he takes off running and sees the rest of Vox Machina coming the opposite way. And he's out of breath, of course. And he's trying to say horde, but of course, when he's out of breath, they automatically think he's saying horde, and he just came from some brothel. And <laughs> Vex is like, Scanlan, now's not the time. He's like, no. <laughs> so they, they do bring a little humor back into it when yeah. we are reintroduced to uh, Scanlan in this episode. Oh, that's funny that you said that, because back in episode seven, when they were waiting for the signal, and Vex was like, who decided like he's probably like three whores deep in a brothel whose idea was it to let him go and everyone was like yours (laughs) it's like it's your idea you let him go (laughs) and and that's basically how they leave us Um, we see them I think standing around a tree and the zombie minions are slowly making their way to encroach upon the heroes and heroines of the story at the end of episode eight. So I guess we'll see how they get out of that one in episode nine. But it was a pretty cool episode. Um, Good action again. Once again, like you said before, with the fight scenes between Anders and the uh, armors, suits of armor. And then when he turned uh, the majority of Vox Machina against Percy and he had to kind of fend his way it kind of shows how powerful he is, too, Percy, that he's able to take the whole group on, basically, with the exception of Scanlan and Pike. But the other, you know, Grog, Vex and Vax, and Keyleth all turned against him, and they're trying to grab him up with vines and mm-hmm. <laughs> arrows and, uh, you know, Grog's strength and his axe. Everybody's trying to get him. And he he's, like, taking them all on. And even, was it the vines that had him pinned against the wall from Keyleth? Because at one point when he's talking back and forth with Anders, he's pinned against the wall and he's biding his time while he's setting up the trick shot you mentioned. But I'm thinking Didn't that was... Grog, cool. Did Grog throw him into the wall? Like, I yeah, remember... I th- yeah, I Grog think... kind of grabbed him and threw him. So, Keyleth's attack... If it wasn't the arrows, Keyleth trees might have pinned him to the wall. Yeah, I think she pins him after Grog throws him. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all, like, that's what I'm saying. They're all, you know, as as one kind of attacking him simultaneously to try and pin him down so Anders can kill him off, basically, with his own friends. And he's talking big shit, too. I want you to <laughs> to Can we just say that, like, how, how um, they're such a well-oiled machine when they're not thinking and other people are thinking for them? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. 
they're such a well-oiled machine when except like Percy was so good without like anything but like they it's like it goes to show like they don't I guess they don't they don't train together to know how to really fight together unless they're arguing but when they're really trying to fight together they always make a mistake yeah it's only when they're trying to have fun that they can fight like one so it was very interesting to see oh god you guys are actually a force to be reckoned with when Mm -hmm. you are properly structured (laughs) it's probably they get better as things get worse for them like when they're like when they're trying to do things that they planned out ahead of time that mess just never works but if they're just kind of in the flow and doing things as it comes to them or like he said with somebody else doing the thinking for them they're formidable but when like the chips are down and they're about everybody's about to die and, and everything's hitting the fan right now they kind of gel together at the last moment we've seen that i think from like the very first episode with the, yep. the first yeah. dragon fight like mm-hmm. they were getting molly and then all of a sudden they had to pull together at the last moment to escape and then again they do it again when they go back to fight him in his lair so that's seems to be a trait of this particular team they're not like a lot of the other teams that we see in other ips where they're just on it and they're calling out their signals properly and everything is just lining up perfect they they seem like they're, they're, the, they're the team that's just getting their ass whooped in the first half of a game it's all about the what'd you say they're no, they're no what i said there are no original teen titans oh yeah the teen okay. titans. robin had them on lock like yeah he's, he's a rigorous leader he was rough <laughs> he was rough um Though I will say, the more and more that this episode, this series is becoming, I'm guessing like we're finishing out the rest of this series, uh, this season with the Briar Wars, I'm like still wondering what's going on with those dragons. Because like you said, for episode two, when we see the seal of the dragons, the other colors. different color dragons, yeah. I'm staying here just like, okay, when are these other dragons going to come in? So part of me is like, okay, does this mean we're, maybe we're going to get like a couple more seasons? Because, um, Maybe each, like I don't know. I was expecting the Briar Wars to have something to do with the dragons, and now I'm seeing it's more magic than dragons. Yeah. So I'm still curious about when, where the rest of those that, those dragon colors come in. Yeah, she seems to be like some witch with uh, demonic powers, able to raise the dead and stuff like that. And my boy, he just seems like uh, the Briarwood. He seems like a vampire, just straight up to me. But he walks around in daylight. He doesn't seem to be, you know. But he he bit Vax. Well, does he? Like, is he out in the sunlight or just when it's daytime? Is that there also why? Was a bunch of overcast in their city. So yeah. yeah so so I'm trying to remember when he was so in the royal city. Fun. Was he outside? Like, there were times when he was outside during the day. But was the sun out? Like, or was it like, or was it cloudy? I didn't see. I didn't really. see. I didn't see it being daytime, and then that kind of makes sense if you think about the fact that like they had all that coverage in, um, in 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 that that city, they would need that as vampires, or because he's a vampire, he would need type of protection. But we only see him at sunset. Like we saw him in a car- We saw him in uh, Delilah in, in a carriage. carriage, and the sun yeah. was setting. We saw that. Yeah. But they're in a carriage. That's that's coverage. Wait, no. When they were in the when they killed all those people and they said they were there for dinner, that was sunny. It was sunny in that hall, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was sunlight. There was sunlight. Yeah, there was sunlight there. Yeah. 
Sorry, I had to think about that. I was like, wait, where was he ever in the sun? But I was like, there were there were times he wasn't in the sun. Yep, you're right. But the way he bites Vax, though, lets me know he's a vampire. He's a vampire, vampire vibes. He said, am I going to turn into a vampire now? Oh, I'm not negating he's a vampire. I was yeah, just saying. I like, just want to know if he's actually a vampire. Yeah. yeah. Could be like Edward Cullen. <laughs> My friend. Oh, shiny vampire. vampires? Sparkly vampires? Yeah. Oh, or they could be like, uh, what's that show? The diary one. Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries? Have, oh, man. They have the ring. But they have oh, the good. ring and they can go out. He, oh. It could be a piece of jewelry that he's wearing that allows him to be in the sun. Possible. Mm-hmm. I guess we've Wait. only got, what, four more episodes left? Yes. Yep. yep. And I need to know what happens. <laughs> I need to be right about this. I'm going to watch it all. I guess we'll talk about uh, 9 and 10 next week and then the week after that, wrap it up go on to something else Um, thank you guys again for uh, discussing this with me Uh, thank you again for the Andrea for the suggestion of the show because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have picked it out had it been left up to me I was unaware I wouldn't have figured it out if I knew exactly. No, 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 it was destiny. It was meant to be. It was a perfect pick. It had we, thought, we both thought it was sort of the same thing, but for and we enjoyed it. We were like, I would be watching it for different reasons. Yeah. And I'm just happy that I still like it. Because otherwise I was just like, oh God, I can't watch this. I can't watch happy this. Happy mistake. <laughs> Uh, the one or two of you that caught us on live, thank you for taking time out of your day to uh, listen to us discuss these things. Um, don't forget to check out Trek and Beyond. A Star Trek podcast. Discover Discovery with us. And uh, if you didn't get a chance to catch us live, this podcast, the Ascari Cast, will also be on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, and about four or five other different um, channels where podcasts are broadcast. You can listen to us there. Uh, we will see you all next week. Peace. Bye. Peace.